0: Act 5 of The Funeral, or Grief à la Mode, by Richard Steele. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene 1. Lord Brompton's House. Enter Trustee and Lord Brompton
1: she knows no moderation in her good fortune she has out of impatience to see herself in her weeds ordered her mantua woman to stitch up anything immediately you may hear her and tatelaide laugh aloud she is so wantonly
2: merry but this of lady shallot is the very utmost of all ill pray read but i must sit my late fit of the gout makes me act with pain and constraint
0: let me see
1: she read it by the page who brought it me as i had wheedled him to do all their passages
0: lord brompton reads
2: you must watch the occasion of the servants being gone out of the house with the corpse tadelaide shall conduct you to my lady charlotte's apartment away with her and be sure you bed her "'Your affectionate sister, Mary Brumpton.' "'Brumpton, the creature! "'She called as Frank's mother was? "'Brumpton, the succuba! "'What a devil incarnate have I had in my bosom! "'Why, the common abandoned town woman "'would scruple such an action as this! "'Though they have lost all regard to their own chastity, "'they would be tender of another's. "'Why?' Sure, she had no infancy. She never had virginity, to have no compassion through memory of her own former innocence. This is to forget her very humanity, her very sex. Where is my poor boy? Where's Frank? Does not he want? Has not he lived all this time? Not a servant I want to attend him. What company can he keep? What can he say of his father?
1: Though you made him not your heir, he is still your son, and has all the duty and tenderness in the world for your memory.
2: It is impossible, trustee, it is impossible. I will not rack myself with the thought that one I have injured can be so very good. Keep me in countenance. Tell me he hates my very name." Would not assume my title because it descends from me what's his company
1: young tom Campley. they are never asunder
2: i am glad he has my pretty tatler the cheerful innocent harriet i hope he'll be good to her he's good-natured and well-bred but my lord she was
1: very punctual in ordering the funeral she bid sable be sure to lay you deep enough she had heard such stories of the wicked sextons taking up people But I wish, my lord, you would please to hear her and Chattelade once more.
2: I know to what thy zeal tends, but I tell you, since you cannot be convinced but that I have still a softness for her, I say, though I had so, it should never make me transgress that scrupulous honour that becomes a peer of England. If I could forget injuries done myself thus gross, I never will those done my friends. You knew Charlotte's worthy father. No, there's no need of my seeing more of this woman. I behold her now with the same eyes that you do. There's a meanness in all she says or does. She has a great wit, but a little mind. Something ever wanting to make her appear my Lady Brumpton. She has nothing natively great. You see, I love her not i talk with judgment of her
1: i see it my good lord with joy i see it nor care how few things i see more in this world my satisfaction is complete welcome old age welcome decay tis not decay but growth to a latter being
0: exit leading lord brompton
3: re-enter trusty meeting cabinet
1: i have your letter mr cabinet
3: i hope sir you believe it was not in my nature to be guilty of so much baseness but being born a gentleman and bred out of all roads of industry in that idle manner too many are i soon spent a small patrimony and being debauched by luxury i fell into the narrow mind to dread no infamy like poverty which made me guilty as that paper tells you and had i not writ to you i am sure i never could have told you of it
1: it is an ingenious pious penitence in you my lord hardy to whom the secret is inestimable is a noble natured man and you shall find him such i give you my word
3: I know, sir, your integrity.
1: But pray be there. All that you have to do is ask for the gentlewoman at the house at my Lord Hardy's. She'll take care of you. And pray have patience where she places you, till you see me.
0: Exit cabinet.
1: My Lord Hardy's being a house where they receive lodgers has allowed me convenience to place everybody I think necessary to be by at her discovery this prodigious welcome secret. I see, however impracticable honest actions may appear, we may go on with just hope. All that is ours is to be justly bent, and heaven in its own cause will bless the event.
0: Exit. Scene 2. Covent Garden. Enter Trim and his party.
4: March up, march up. Now we are at the Citadel, and halt only to give the necessary orders for the engagement ah clump clump when we come to lord Brompton's door and you see us conveniently disposed about the house you are to wait till you see a corpse brought out of the house then to go up to him you observe the director and ask importunately for an arms to a poor soldier for which you may be sure you shall have a good blow or two but if you have not be saucy till you have then will you see a file of men got between the house and the body a file of men bumpkin and his six men I say, when you see the file in such a posture that half the file may face to the house, half to the body, you are to fall down, crying murder, that the half file faced to the body may throw it in themselves over you. I then march to your rescue. Then swagger, you and your party fall in to secure my rear, while I march off with the body. These are the orders, and this, with a little improvement of my own, is the same disposition. Villeroi and Catinat made it. chari.
0: Marches off with his party. Scene three, Lord Brompton's house. Enter Widow, in deep mourning, with a dead squirrel on her arm. And Tattlehead.
5: It must be so. It must be your carelessness. What had the page to do in my bedchamber? Indeed,
6: madam, I can't tell. But I came in and catched him ringing round
5: his neck. Tell the rascal from me he shall romp with the footman no more, no, I'll send the rogue in a frock to learn Latin among the dirty boys that come to good. I will, but tis ever so among these creatures that live on one's superfluous affections. A lady's woman, page and squirrel are always rivals, poor, harmless animal, pretty even in death, death might have overlooked thy little life. How couldst thou Robin, leave thy nuts and me? How wast importunate, dearest, thou shouldst die. Thou never didst invade thy neighbour's soils, never madest war with specious shows of peace. Thou never hast depopulated regions, but cheerfully despair thy little chain, content, so I but fed thee with this hand.
6: Alas, alas, we are all mortal. Consider, madam, my lord's dead too.
0: Weeps.
5: Ay, but our animal friends do wholly die and husband or relation after death, is rewarded or tormented. That's some consolation.
0: Widow aside.
5: I know her tears are false, for she hated Robin always, but she's a well-bred, dishonest servant that never speaks a painful truth. But I'll resolve to conquer my affliction, never speak more of Robin, hide him there. But to my dress, how soberly magnificent is black! And the train! I wonder how widows came to wear such long tails.
6: Why, madam, the stateliest of all creatures has the longest tail. The peacock, mate, has of all creatures the finest mien, too. Except your ladyship, who are a phoenix.
5: Ho, oh, brave Tatalaid! But did you not observe what a whining my lady Sly made when she had drank a little? Did you believe her? Did you think there are really people sorry for their husbands?
0: Tatelaide speaks with pins in her mouth
5: really
6: madam some men do leave their fortunes in such distraction that i
5: believe it may be but i swear i wonder how it came up to dress us thus i protest when all my equipage is ready and i move in full pageantry i shall fancy myself an ambassadress from the commonwealth of women the distressed state of amazonia to treat for men but i protest i wonder how two of us thus clad can meet with a grave face methinks they should laugh out like two fortune-tellers or two opponent lawyers that know each other for cheats
6: (laughs) i swear to you madam your ladyship's wit will choke me one time or other i had like to have swallowed all the pins in
5: my mouth but tatty to keep house six weeks that's another barbarous custom but the reason of it i suppose was that the base people should not see people of quality may be as afflicted as themselves
6: no tis because they should
5: not see them as merry as themselves ha 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 hussy you never said that you spoke last why tis just tis satire i'm sure you saw it in my face that i was going to say it twas too good for you come lay down that sentence and the pincushion and pin up my shoulder harky hussy if you should as i hope you won't outlive me take care i ain't buried in flannel T'would never become me i'm sure that they can be as merry well i'll tell my new acquaintance what's her name she that reads so much and writes verses her husband was deaf the first quarter of a year i forget her name that expression she'll like well that woman does divert me strangely i'll be very great with her she talked very learnedly of the ridicule till she was ridiculous then she spoke of the decent of the agreeable of the insensible she designs to print the discourse but of all things i like her notion of the insensible pray madam how was that a most useful discourse to be inculcated in our teens the purpose of it is to disguise our apprehension in this ill-bred generation of men who speak before women what they ought not to hear as now suppose you were a spark in my company and you spoke some double entendre i look thus but be a fellow and you shall see how i'll use you the insensible is useful upon any occasion where we seemingly neglect and secretly approve which is our ordinary common case now suppose a coxcomb dancing prating and playing his tricks before me to move me without pleasure or distaste in my countenance i look at him just thus but ha 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 I have found out a supplement to this notion of the insensible for my own use, which is infallible, and that is to have always in my head all that they can say or do to me, so never be surprised with laughter, the occasion of which is always sudden. Oh, my Lady Brompton
0: Tatelaide bows and cringes.
6: My lady, your most obedient servant
5: Look you, wench, you see by the art of insensibility i put you out of countenance though you were prepared for an ill reception oh
6: madam how justly are you formed for what is now fallen to you the
5: empire of mankind oh sir that puts me out of all my insensibility at once that was so gallant ha what noise is that that noise of fighting run i say whither are you going what are you mad will you leave me alone can't you stir what can't you take your message with you whatever tis i suppose you are not in the plot not you nor that now they're breaking open my house for charlotte not you go see what's the matter i say i have nobody i can trust
0: exit tatelaide
5: one minute i think this wench honest and the next false whither shall i turn me
0: tatelaide re-entering
5: madam 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 will you swallow me gaping
6: pray good my lady be not so out of humour but there's a company of rogues have sat upon our servants and the burial-mans while
5: others ran away with the corpse how what can this mean what can they do with it well twill save the charge of interment but to what end
0: enter trusty and a servant bloody and dirty hailing in clump and bumpkin i'll teach
5: you better manners i'll gore soldier you you dog you i will madam here are two of the rogues that carried away the corpse we'll examine them apart well sirrah what are you whence came you what's your name sirrah
0: clump makes signs as a dumb man
5: oh you dog you you could speak loud enough just now sir when your brother rose mild mr sable we'll make you speak Sirrah, bring the other fellow hither i suppose you will own you knew that man before you saw him at my door i think i have seen the gentleman's face
0: bowing to bumpkin
5: the gentleman's the villain mocks me but friend you look like an honest man what are you whence came you what are you friend
7: i is at present but a private gentleman but i was lifted to be a sergeant in my lord hardy's company i is not ashamed of
5: my name nor of my captain leave the room all
0: exeunt all but trusty and tatelaide widow aside
5: mr trusty lord hardy oh that impious young man thus with the sacrilegious hands of ruffians to divert his father's ashes from their urn and rest i suspect this fellow mr trusty i must desire you to be still near me i'll know the bottom of this and to lord hardy's lodgings as i am instantly. 'Tis but the back side of this street i think let a coach be called tatelaide as soon as i am gone conduct my brother and his friends to lady charlotte away with her bring mademoiselle away to me that she may not be a witness come good mr trusty
0: scene four lord hardy's lodgings enter lord hardy leading harriet Campley and trim
8: why then i find this mr trim is a perfect general but i assure you sir i'll never allow you a hero who could leave your mistress behind you you should have broke the house down but you should have mademoiselle with you
4: no really madam i have seen such strange fears come into the men's heads and such strange resolutions into the women's upon the occasion of ladies following a camp that i thought it more discreet to leave her behind me my success will naturally touch her as much as if she were here
0: lady harriet aside
8: a good intelligent archfellow this but were you not saying my lord you believed lady brumpton would follow hither if so pray let me be gone
7: no madam i must beseech your ladyship to stay for there are things alleged against her which you who have lived in the family may perhaps give light into and which i can't believe even she could be guilty of
8: nay my lord that's generous to a folly for even for her usage of you without regard to myself i am ready to believe she would do anything that can come into the head of a close malicious cruel designing woman
0: enter boy my lady brompton's below
8: I'll run then.
0: no no
8: stand
7: your ground you a soldier's wife come we'll rally her to death prithee entertain her a little while i go in for a moment's thought on this occasion exit
8: she has more wit than us both
7: oh, no matter for that be
9: sure as soon as a sentence is out of my mouth to clap in with something else and laugh at all i say i'll be grateful and burst myself at my pretty witty wife we'll fall and slap upon her she shan't have time to say a word of the running away enter lady brompton and trusty oh my lady brompton your ladyship's most obedient servant this is my lady harriet Campley why madam your ladyship is immediately in your mourning nay as you have more wit than anybody so what seldom wits have you have more prudence too other widows have nothing in a readiness but a second husband but you i see had your very weeds and dress lying by you
8: ay madam i see your ladyship is of the order of widowhood for you have put on the habit
5: i see your ladyship is not of the profession of virginity "'for you have lost the look on't.' "'You are in the habit. "'Thou we say pretty. "'Nay, without flattery, Lady
9: Harriet, "'you have a great deal of wit.
8: <laughs> "'No, my Lady Brumpton here is the woman of wit, "'but indeed she has but little enough, "'considering
5: how much her ladyship has to defend. <laughs> "'I'm sorry, madam. "'Your ladyship has not what's sufficient for your occasions, "'or that this pretty gentleman can't supply him.'
0: Campley dancing about and trolling
5: heyday i find sir your heels are a great help to your head they relieve your wit i see and i don't question but ere now they have been as kind to your valour ha ha
0: Campley aside
9: pox i could say nothing tis always thus with your endeavours to be witty i saw madam your mouth go but there could be nothing offered in answer to what my lady harriet said Twas home, twas cutting satire.
8: Oh, Mr. Campley, but pray, madam, has Mr. cabinet visited your ladyship since this calamity? How stands that affair now?
5: Nay, madam, if you already want instructions, I'll acquaint you how the world stands if you are in distress. But I fear Mr. Campley overhears us. And all the tune the
9: pipers played was toll, toll, de roll. "'I swear, Lady Harriet, were I not already yours, I could have a tender for this lady.'
5: "'Come, good folks. I find we are very free with each other. What makes you two here? Do you board, my lord, or he you? Come, come. Ten shillings a head will go a great way in a family. What do you say, Mrs. Campley? Is it so? Does your ladyship go to market yourself? Nay, you're in the right of it. Come, can you imagine what makes my lord stay? He is not now with his land steward. Not signing leases. I hope. <laughs>
0: CAMPLEY,
9: ASIDE. HANG HER, TO HAVE MORE TONGUE THAN A MANLESS WIFE, TOO.
7: ENTER LORD HARDY. Because your ladyship is, I know, in very much pain in company you have injured, I'll be short. Open those doors. There lies your husband's, my father's, body, and by you stands the man accuses you of poisoning him
5: of poisoning him the
1: symptoms will appear upon the corpse
7: but i am seized by nature how shall i view a breathless lump of clay him whose high veins conveyed to me this vital force and motion i cannot bear that sight i am as fixed and motionless
0: as he they open the coffin out of which jumps lady charlotte art thou the ghastly shape my
7: mind had formed art thou the cold inanimate bright maid thou givest new higher life to all around whither does fancy fired with love convey me whither transported by my pleasing fury the season vanishes at thy approach tis morn tis spring Daisies and lilies, strew thou flowery way. Why is my fair unmoved, my heavenly fair? Does she but smile at my exalted rapture?
6: O oh, sense of praise, to me unfelt before! Speak on, speak on, and charm my attentive ear. How sweet applause is from an honest tongue! Thou lovest my mind, hast well affection placed. In what nor time, nor age, nor care, nor want can alter. O how I joy in thee, my eternal lover, Immutable as the object of thy flame, I love, I am proud, I triumph that I love. Pure I approach thee, nor did I with empty shows, Gorgeous attire or studied negligence, Or song or dance or ball allure thy soul, Nor want or fear such arts to keep or lose it nor now with fond reluctance doubt to enter my spacious bright abode
8: this gallant heart
0: reclines on hardy
8: ay mary these are high doings indeed the greatness of the occasion has burst their passion into speech why mr Campley, when we are near these fine folks you and i are but mere sweethearts i protest i'll never be one so you shall begin again with me
9: pretty why dost name us poor animals they have forgot there are such creatures as their old acquaintance tom and harriet so we did indeed but you'll pardon us my lord i never thought to see the minute wherein
0: i shall rejoice at your forgetting me but now i do heartily embracing
5: charlotte harriet
0: lady charlotte and lady harriet embracing
5: sir you're at the bottom of all this i see you're skilled at close conveyances i'll know the meaning instantly of these intricacies. 'Tis not your seeming honesty and gravity shall save you from your deserts my husband's death was sudden you and the burial fellow were observed very familiar produce my husband's body or i'll try you for his murder which i find you'd put upon me thou hellish engine
1: look you madame i could answer you but i scorn to reproach people in misery you're undone madam
5: what does the doted mean produce the body villain or the law shall have thine for it
0: trusty exit hastily
5: do you design to let the villain escape how justly did your father judge that made you a beggar with that spirit you meant just now you could not bear the company of those you'd injured
7: you are a woman madam and my father's widow but sure you
0: think you've highly injured me here lord brompton and trusty half enter and observe
5: no sir i have not will not injure you i must obey the will of my deceased lord to a tittle i must justly pay legacies your father in consideration that you were his blood would not wholly alienate you he left you sir this shilling with which estate you now are the earl of brompton
7: insolent woman it was not me my good father disinherited "'Twas him you represented. "'The guilt was thine. "'He did an act of justice.' "'Lord
0: Brompton, entering with trusty.
2: "'Oh, unparalleled
0: goodness!' Tatalade and Mademoiselle at the other door, entering.
1: "'Oh, Tatalade his and our hour is come. "'What do I see?
5: "'My lord, my master, husband, living?'
0: "'Lord Brompton, turning from her running to his son
2: oh my boy my son mr campley charlotte harriet
0: all kneeling to him
2: oh my children oh oh these passions are too strong for my old frame oh the sweet torture my son my son i shall expire in the too mighty pleasure my boy a son an heir
7: a bridegroom in one hour oh, grant me heaven grant me moderation
5: a son an heir am i neglected then what can my lord revive yet dead to me only to me deceased to me alone deaf to my
2: sighs and senseless to my moan tis so long since i have seen him plays good madam that i know not whence thou dost repeat nor can i answer you can remember though a certain settlement in which i am thy son
5: and heir great noble that's i suppose not taken from a play that's as irrevocable as law can make it that if you scorn me your death and life are equal or i'll still wear my mourning cause you're living
1: value her not my lord a prior obligation made you incapable of settling on her your wife
2: thy kindness trusty, does distract thee i would indeed disengage myself by any honest means but alas i know no prior gift that avoids this to her oh my
1: child look you madam i'll come again immediately be not troubled my dear lords
0: exit trusty looks very confident there is some good in that re-enter trusty with cabinet
3: What? my lord brumpton living nay then
1: hold sir you must not stir nor can you sir retract this for your handwriting my lord this gentleman since your supposed death has lurked about the house to speak with my lady or tadelaide who upon your decease, have shunned him in hopes i suppose to buy him off for ever now as he was prying about he peeped into your closet, where he saw your lordship reading. Struck with horror, and believing himself, as well he might, the disturber of your ghosts for alienation of your fortune from your family, he writ me this letter, wherein he acknowledges a private marriage within this lady, half a year before you ever saw her.
0: How? 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 All turn upon her disdainfully.
5: No more a widow, then? but still a wife,
0: recovering from her confusion.
5: I am thy wife. Thou author of my evil, thou must partake with me an homely board, an homely board that never shall be cheerful, but every meal embittered with upbraidings. Thou that couldst tell me good and ill were words, when thou couldst basely let me to another. Yet couldst see sprites, great unbeliever, coward, bug penitent, stranger henceforth to all my joys my joys to thy dishonour despicable thing dishonour thee thou voluntary
2: cuckold
0: cabinet sneaks off widow flings after him tatelaide following
2: i see you're all confused as well as i ye are my children i hold you all so and for your own use will speak plainly to you i cannot hate that woman nor shall she ever want though i scorn to bear her injuries yet had i ne'er been roused from that low passion to a worthless creature but by disdain of her attempt on my friend's child i am glad that scorn's confirmed by her being that fellow's whom for my own sake i only will condemn thee trusty how shall we prosecute with equal praise and thanks for this great revolution in our house.
1: Never to speak o more, my lord.
2: You are now, gentlemen, going into cares at a crisis in your country. And on this great occasion, Tom, I'll mount old Campley, which thy father gave me, and attend to thee a cheerful gay old man into the field to represent our county. My rough Poblian Britons, not yet slaves to France, shall mount thy father's son upon their shoulders echo loud their joy while i and trustee follow weeping after but be thou honest firm impartial let neither love nor hate nor faction move thee distinguish words from things and men from crimes punctual be thou in payments nor basely screen thy faults against law behind the laws thou makest but thou against my death must learn a supererogatory morality
0: to lord hardy
2: as he is to be just be generous thou nor let thy reasonable soul be struck with sounds and appellations title is no more if not significant of something that's superior in thyself to other men of which thou mayest be conscious yet not proud but if you swerve from higher virtue than the crowd possess no, they that call thee honourable mock thee you are to be a peer by birth a judge upon your honour of others lives and fortunes because that honour's dearer than your own be good my son and be a worthy lord for when our shining virtues bless mankind we disappoint the livid malcontents who long to call our noble order useless are all's in danger, sir, nor shall you dally your youth away with your fine wives. No, in your country's cause you shall meet death, while feeble we with minds resigned do wait it. Not but I intend your nuptials as soon as possible to draw entails and settlements. How necessary such things are, I had like to have been a fatal instance. But, my lord, here are a couple that need not
9: wait such ceremonies. Please but to sit. You've been extremely moved and must be tired. You say we must not spend our time in dalliance. You see, my lord, the entertainment reminds us also of nobler things, and what I design for my own wedding I'll compliment the general with. The bride dances finely. Trim, will you dance with her?
4: I will, but I can't there's a countryman of hers without by accident
9: ay but is he a dancer
4: is a frenchman a dancer is a welshman a gentleman i'll bring him in
0: here a dance and the following songs set by mr daniel purcell sung by jemmy bowen
5: on yonder bed
7: supinely laid behold thy loved expecting maid in tremor blushes half in tears much much she wishes more she fears take take her to thy faithful arms hymen bestows thee all her charms heaven to thee bequeaths the fair to raise thy joy and lull thy care heaven made grief if mutual cease but joy Divided to increase, to mourn with her exceeds delight; darkness with her, the joys of light.
0: Sung by Mister Pate.
6: Arise, arise, great dead for arms renowned! Rise from your urns and save your dying story; your deeds will be in dark oblivion drowned, for mighty William. Seizes all your glory again. The British trumpet sounds again. Britannia bleeds to glorious death or comely wounds. Her godlike monarch leads. Pay us, kind fate, the debt you owe. Celestial minds from clay untie. Let coward spirits dwell below and only give the brave to die.
2: Now, gentlemen. Let the miseries which I have but miraculously escaped admonish you to have always inclinations proper for the stage of life you're in. Don't follow love when nature seeks but ease, otherwise you'll fall into a lethargy of your dishonor when warm pursuits of glory are over for you, for fame and rest are utter opposites. You who the path of honor make your guide must let your passion with your blood subside and no untimed ambition love or rage employ the moments of declining age else boys will in your presence lose their fear and laugh at the gray head they
0: should revere end of act five epilogue spoken by lord hardy
7: love hope and fear desire aversion rage all that can move the soul or can assuage are drawn in miniature of life the stage here you can view yourselves and here is shown to what you're born in sufferings not your own the stage to wisdom's no fantastic way athens herself learned virtue at a play our author me to-night, a soldier drew but faintly writ what warmly you pursue to his great purpose had he equal fire he'd not aim to please only, but inspire he'd sing what hovering fate attends our isle and from base pleasure rouse to glorious toil full time the earth to a new decision brings while william gives the roman eagle wings with arts and arms shall britain tamely end which naked picts so bravely could defend the painted heroes on the invaders press and think their wounds addition to their dress in younger years we've been with conquest blessed and paris has the british yoke confessed Ist then in england in lost england known her kings are named from a revolted throne but we offend you no examples need in imitation of yourselves proceed tis you your country's honour must secure by all your actions worthy of no more with gentle fires your gallantry improve courage is brutal if untouched with love If soon our utmost braveries not displayed, think that bright circle must be captives made. Let thoughts of saving them our toils beguile, and they reward our labours
0: with a smile. End of The Funeral or Grief à la Mode by Richard Steele